Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. When we launched BusinessWise in January of 2020, we had not anticipated exactly what was about to happen with the advent of a global pandemic and the challenges many of our members were about to face. Nonetheless, we thought the first items of interest might be those subjects that revolve around increasing income. Since this is usually an intensely interesting subject uh, for entrepreneurs in general, Then, of course, with the challenges of the ensuing months, we made a point of emphasizing this topic. So if you want to catch up on fundamentals that can and will increase your income, I suggest catching up on some of our earliest episodes in Volume 1. We don't really need to repeat topics in business-wise. Mr. Hubbard's research and writings on administration and management is the largest body of work on the subject of administration by a single author. All the more remarkable when you consider this was not his main line of research, but secondary to his research into the human mind and spirit. Pretty incredible, huh? If you think this data on the subject of management is life-changing for you, I invite you to look into his research and writings in other areas. You will be astounded. At any rate, while any episode of BusinessWise is going to affect the bottom line, it has been a while since we emphasized income, and so this episode is intended to remedy that and qualifies as an, uh, what we want to call an income booster. Now, probably earmark future episodes that directly address this area as income boosters. So, if that happens to be something you want to know more about, you'll be able to find them easily. Now, I've said it before, and I will say it now, Mr. Hubbard's work in the area of the technology or know-how of management is pretty much self-protecting. It is impossible to use this full body of information for unethical purposes. And nowhere is this more apparent than what I'm about to talk to you about, which is the subject of dissemination. Now, dissemination means, for Mr. Hubbard, and this uh, is from an article, 30 July 1975, defines it as spreading or scattering broadly. He also defines it in a lecture... From 1966, August the 23rd, he describes it as follows, quote, you would have to tell people what you were going to make and all kinds of things of this character, and that would come under the general heading dissemination. So it is uh, the action of spreading or scattering broadly. It comes from the Latin word disseminare, which means to spread abroad, or disseminatus, which means to scatter seed. Spreading or scattering broadly. Okay. Now, you are going to succeed in your business or group. I don't care what kind of group we're describing here. It could be a nonprofit or a worthy cause or a movement of some kind. We're not just talking about businesses, certainly. This would be applicable to any group you're trying to expand. You will succeed to the degree that you disseminate. Period. And disseminate, if you review those definitions we just went over, imply information, and it implies seeds. Now, seeds are things which grow into bigger things, like crops, you know, or trees, or full-grown bodies. And these terms all imply truth. A lie is not information. It is disinformation. 
and it is not a seed. It does not grow. It, I guess you could say, our lie more festers and rots away at the soles of the teller. And, uh, and the survival of the receiver and all concerned lies inevitably backfire. If you think back on your lies, large or small, I'm sure they backfired in one way or another. If you don't believe it, try to gauge how many lies you're being told daily on every media channel. Tonight, breaking news. And then ask yourself, how is society doing? The deterioration of our society and culture not only diminishes the survival of the recipient of the lies, the perpetrators of those lies will also pay their own price. When that corrupted and degenerate culture comes around and kicks them in the guts, and they're kind of going, where did that come from? Well, that's the effect of their cause. And it inevitably will. Never mind the personal prison cell they have put themselves in through their deception. I know I sound like I'm on a bit of a roll here, but, but the point I am making here is... Don't try the techniques I'm about to give you from Mr. Hubbard on a destructive or what we refer to as a, quote, overt, O-V-E-R-T, overt, end quote, product or service. One that can, one which would be a product or service that you could only market with deception. The truths I'm about to teach you here from Mr. Hubbard, they will not work because these are based on truth. Per Mr. Hubbard, in an article entitled Dissemination Drill from 23 October 1965, dissemination has four steps. A drill, by the way, is an action that is done over and over until a smooth, competent professional. And the four steps I'm about to go over with you should be drilled by you and anyone uh, who has anything to do with dissemination, whether they be a speaker, a salesman, a marketer, you name it. Almost every uh, person on the team should be skilled in this because all of the members of the team, to one extent or another, are going to be involved with dissemination. Now, some are specialized in that area, like salespeople and marketing people and uh, presenters and so forth, and they need to be really good with this. But uh, it's something that everybody should really know because uh, you're spreading broadly. You are planting seeds, and uh, your group will be strengthened by the fact that everybody knows how to plant those seeds or disseminate whatever your message is. I remember some of the most successful individuals that bring in new Customers were often the uh, the more dedicated, as we might say, on purpose employees, you know, running a little campaign and rewarding people for bringing in uh, new patients, new customers, new clients. Uh, you'd be surprised how effective that can be because, uh, of course, they're the most intimate with the product and it's easier for them to disseminate than just about anybody else. So don't neglect that. So this is a, a drill that really just about anybody involved with your uh, enterprise or certainly if it's a, a cause or a nonprofit or a movement that you are engaged in, then uh, this is of paramount importance. We are in the middle of a movement to disseminate the Hubbard management system because it is based on ethics and sanity and productivity and exchange and rewarding the producer. And so uh, you are part of a movement, in case you didn't know that. And uh, you should learn this dissemination drill well, just in terms of enlightening other people on the power and effectiveness of the Hubbard management system. Um, not the least of the reasons would be just so that your friends can enjoy prosperity, no matter what's going on around them in terms of uh, economic challenges, etc. Okay, 
All right, so let's get on with this thing. So now I have had sales gurus, uh, I'm familiar with them, who teach seven steps and eight steps and probably 12 steps. I don't know, lots of different steps. But if you analyze any of these, quote, formulas, end quote, whether it is how to do a report of findings to a prospective patient so that they will subscribe to the program of care you're about to give them, or if you're bringing a family around to the, uh, the idea that you have found the perfect home to suit their needs and desires, or perhaps it's a young man you're persuading into a, the career of their dreams. You know, it's, it's the same thing. Even if you're that young man, you're about to disseminate the truth to dad that it is safe to lend him the car keys for an evening. It's a dissemination. You're planting seeds. You are passing along truth or information. And if you're doing that successfully, if you're, you are disseminating successfully, you are executing the steps I'm about to go over here. Okay, so that's... Pretty much that simple. Again, this article is 21 October 1965 and is entitled Dissemination Drill. So he starts it out. He says, the dissemination drill has four exact steps that must be done with a person you are disseminating to. So check this out. Like Mr. Hubbard chose his words very carefully. So he's saying exact steps and must be done. So if you disseminate successfully anything, before you even learn what I'm about to go over with you, and you said, wow, I really enlightened that person. He really got uh, interested in what I was talking about. I definitely got the information across. He's now reaching. Um, he's interested. I did a good, you could say, I did a very good dissemination cycle of action with that person, okay? Wittingly or unwittingly, you follow these four steps, if you analyze your successes of the past, you will notice that you did do these four steps to one extent or another, and, and perhaps with varying degrees of expertise. The more you understand this mechanism and this formula, if you will, and you drill it, of course, the more causative you are over it and the more effective you will become. You will also reduce the amount of time it takes to uh, disseminate to somebody or to enlighten someone, okay? So he says there is no set pattern. In other words, there's no... When we say pattern, we're saying, you know, exact formula words to be said. He says, there's no set pattern, nor any set words you say to the person. And then he emphasizes again, he says, there are four steps that must be accomplished with the individual, and they are listed in the order that they should be done. This is the order that they should be done. You can do them in different orders, and they won't be very effective. You will end up having to come back and do the earlier steps if you miss the, the steps, and you'll see why in a minute. Okay, so let's start with, there's only four steps. Let's start with step one. I'm reading from Mr. Harper now. One, contact the individual. This is plain and simple. It just means making a personal contact with someone, whether you approach them or they approach you. Okay, let's test the accuracy of this. Let's test the effectiveness of this. I would like to invite you now or in the not too distant future, I would like you to attempt to disseminate to someone. Um, perhaps it's a customer, you know, they bring their automobile in, you're going to repair it. And now you are going to disseminate to them. You're going to bring about their understanding. You're going to give them the information and they are going to get it and they are going to then um, be in a cooperative frame of mind and want to um, use your services based on the truths and the seeds and the enlightenment and so forth. But you're not going to contact them. I want you to stay in the back and watch and don't contact them at all. 
Hmm. Nothing much happening, is there? Why? Because you're not contacting them. So the first step of dissemination is contact. Now, this seems pretty darned obvious, right? But I invite you, if you are administering a group of salespeople, are you keeping track of their contacts? You're going, wow, sales are poor today or they're poor this week or this month is terrible and what's going on? And, and you're going to listen to a litany of explanations as to why things are bad. You know, it's snowing out and it's sunny out or, and, you know, snowing right now and so no one's coming in or it's sunny right now and no one's coming in. They're all on the beach. I have discovered in all my work um, in over the years that there is actually no good time to do business. How about that? You know, it's the holidays. No, it's not the holidays. If you listen to, to people who would just um, love to give explanations as to why things are not going right, you will discover there is no good time to do business. It's too late. It's too early. It's too this. It's too that. Okay? No. Look at the number of contacts. Now, people have told me that they're bugged on the dissemination drill. They don't know how to do the other steps. Inevitably, I have discovered that the biggest failure in the dissemination drill are the number of contacts. Yeah, you know, you know, I've been, you know, I just don't seem to be able to get them to, you know, to do what I'm asking them to do or cooperate in any way or, or really. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, how many people have you contacted? Mm, what do you mean? Like, well, how many people have you actually spoken to about this? Like, have you really contacted about whatever it is, the subject of, let's say they're trying to sell a house or sell real estate or cars, you know, well, you know, yeah, no, I just don't seem to get it. And I just can't seem to handle their, their barriers, you know, their, their uh, considerations. I can't seem to handle them. And, uh, you know, they don't like, um, you know, salespeople in this town or whatever they're telling you, right? Ask them contacts, how many contacts, and you will probably discover, I wouldn't be very surprised at all, that the number of contacts is ridiculously low, like one or two, you know, uh, that day or that week, you would be shocked and your jaw drops. You, I would ask contact first. You know, when you're doing this yourself and you're learning the dissemination drill for yourself and you're trying to become expert at it, evaluate for yourself. How many contacts am I making? How many contacts am I making? You know, let's say, you know, some electrifying speaker on the Harvard Management System is coming into town and, uh, you know, you're supposed to bring two guests. Okay, uh, let's see. I'll bring my friend Joe. And, you know, you ask when the guy shows up and he doesn't have any guests with him accompanying him to the seminar and you say, well, where's your guest? Well, you know, I tried, uh, but he just, you know, he, he, he had something else come up or whatever. How many contacts did you make? Well, I only talked to Joe. Look, if you want to get two guests to a seminar, you better invite at least six. And I'm talking about actual contacts. I'm not just talking about sending them an invitation or leaving a message on their voicemail. I'm talking about contact Hubbard's definition. This is plain and simple. It just means making a personal, personal, like in-person, contact with someone, whether you approach them or they approach you. Nine times out of 10, I will find that the bug in dissemination is an inadequacy of contacts. So don't underestimate step one. Sounds simple, but it is generally where I found most of the problems are. They're not enough making enough contacts. Okay, number two, the second step, once you've contacted them, handle. If the person is wide open to whatever it is that you're disseminating about and reaching, 
this step can be omitted as there is nothing to handle. Okay, so if the, the handle is a bit optional as a step, if the person is reaching, like they walk into the audio store and they're all interested in stereos and it's clear they probably just got a bonus or their dad just gave them a credit card to go out and get something for their birthday or whatever. And they're just wide open and read, oh, how much is this and where is this? And let me listen to this. And they're wide open and reaching. You probably don't have to do a handle step, though the handle may come up later. So always be aware of somebody that is if they are not wide open and reaching, if they walk onto the car lot, their arms are crossed. I mean, obviously it's a bit of a reach. They walked onto the car lot. Or if you're approaching them in an airport or, you, you know, you see somebody who's maybe uh, you're a doctor and you're you know, good, a good uh, chiropractor, for instance, you know, back in the day when, when I was working with uh, uh, interesting electrifying guy, Dr. David Singer, some of you may have known him, but he, he taught his people and I learned from him that, you know, a good chiropractor is always noticing that people might need his help, especially, or her help, especially in a community uh, where they're operating. You see somebody who obviously looks like they're in pain or they're bent over or they're limping or whatever. Why not approach them, make that contact? And then there may be a handle step. They're like, you know, why are you talking to me? Or why are you approaching me? Or I don't like strangers, or I don't like salesmen, or I don't like chiropractors, I don't like this, or I don't like that. There's some level of antagonism that must be handled. And that's what's meant by handle. So he says, handle is to handle any attacks, antagonism, challenge, or hostility that the individual might express towards you and or whatever it is you're disseminating. Definition of handle to control, direct, handle implies directing an acquired skill to the accomplishment of immediate ends. Once the individual has been handled, you then, and he goes on to the next step, step three. But step two is handle. Now, you have to be careful in doing this step that you are handling the correct antagonism, that there is antagonism, that there is a lack of reach is apparent. However, because you can detect it, it's not hard to detect. I mean, you you can detect when somebody has some kind of resentment or antagonism going on. But what it is that they are resentful about takes a little bit of detective work sometimes. Like, is it that they don't like chiropractic? So now we have to do a little handle on what is chiropractic. Or they don't like doctors. Or they don't like dentists. Or they, they don't trust car salesmen. Or they don't trust um, uh, realtors. Uh, you know, is there, what is that antagonism exactly? Or do they just not like young men? Like you're a young guy and you're trying to do this and they would rather deal with an older distinguished gentleman like me, for instance, or something. You're not quite sure. Maybe they don't like guys with mustaches. Maybe it reminds them of their dad. I don't know. You know, or rather work with a woman than a guy. Who knows? All you know is that there is some antagonism. If you are going to proceed and disseminate to that person, you need to handle that antagonism handle. That's the step. Okay. And it's usually done with things like, well, let me tell you a little bit about chiropractic or let me tell you a little, and you, you act to reassure them. Uh, or I said, you know, it, once you've isolated that, it's, you know, they maybe don't like you because you're youthful or whatever. Say, you know, I get that a lot. And, uh, you know, and you sort of kid around with the guy and say, yeah, I know, you know, young guys can sometimes be a little irresponsible. I know that. And, but I've been told many times I'm advanced way beyond my years. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I really enjoy working with older people like yourself because I find you are, you know, you're generally more responsible and more attentive and more 
with it, you know, don't be dishonest, but say the truth, you know, but handle that antagonism, whatever it might be. Very often, handling has to do with just clearing up misunderstandings about what it is that you're presenting. But anyway, so that's your handle step. You better do that or you're not going to get much further. The next step would be salvage. The definition of salvage for Mr. Hubbard, to save from ruin. Before you can save someone from ruin, you must find out what their own personal ruin is. Now, this dissemination drill was originally designed, uh, of course, to enlighten people on something that would help them personally. Um, you might be enlightening people on things that will handle a different sort of a ruin. If it's a business, for instance, if you're a, a business consultant, you might be interested in the business ruin. Or if the person is uh, buying a house or a car, you're interested in the things uh, I've heard it referred to as, you know, pain points. What is ruining them with regards to that particular subject? You want to keep it sequitur to what it is that you are disseminating to them on. So if it's what exactly are their needs and their wants with regards to their home or their car or their health? And that is the direction you're going to go down when you're doing salvage. But you need to find out what those things are. And those things will are not always available if you don't contact them first and if you don't handle first. Have you ever spoken to somebody and you just don't feel like they're opening up to you? You've got an unhandled handle step. You can if your if your dissemination cycle is not going successfully, back it up to an earlier step. So if you're trying to find out, well, okay, good. So you're here and you're interested in a stereo system. Tell me a little bit about what you're running into with regards to stereo systems. Have you had one before? What were the problems with it? And what are you trying to solve? What is the you could say ruin there uh, with regards to health? It's very easy. You're a chiropractor, you know, what is the pain that you're experiencing? Where does it hurt? And what is it like? And when is it worse? And when is it better? And so you're trying to get that ruin, but that ruin will not avail itself if you don't contact them. Sometimes contact takes more than just hello. Sometimes it's like, how are you? Let's get to know each other a little bit. Let's establish some real communication. Now we've got a contact in. Be surprised again, we back out up to contact or handle. There's still some antagonism there. You know, uh, well, you know, you didn't realize it before, but they got a real thing about being sold. You know, salesmen, wow, you know, you, you guys have a rough go with this one on handle because everybody knows salesman isn't really into, uh, after your best interest. You've got to handle that. You've got to convince that person that, no, you are different because you are interested in them and you are sincere and you really want to help them. And you're going to help them by making sure that they get the right purchase, the right thing that will serve their needs and solve whatever it is that's ruining. So that's, you know, that's your step three. That's your salvage step. And the fourth step is bring to understanding. For Mr. Hubbard, once a person is aware of the ruin, you bring about an understanding that you can handle that condition found in three, whatever that might be. So yeah, look, at I've got just the thing for you. This car over here or this home or this program I'm going to prescribe for you as a doctor or as a dentist or, uh, you know, as a, as a consultant, you know, this management program will solve that problem. I know exactly what to do. Bring to understanding. Now, you can watch people grinding their engines on step four, constantly trying to bring people to understanding over the crossed arms, the I'm not listening, the unhandled handle. We never found out what was really bugging them in the first place, which would be the salvage step. So, you know, I've seen hours and hours spent on step four. Step four should be fast. Yeah, yeah, we can solve that. Really? You can? Yeah, I can. Yeah, we can. We can do that here or we can do it this way or we can do it that way. 
I actually find often that the step four is the fastest step of the four steps of the dissemination drill. If you've done your earlier steps, step four is a snap. Okay. They just want to know you can solve it. It says you can use data to show how it can, it being the ruin, how that can be solved. It's at the right moment on this step that one hands the person one's professional card or directs him to the service that will best handle what he needs handled. And there's your step four. Easy peasy. Okay. If you've done the earlier three steps. These are very, very easy to remember. Uh, they're not very complicated. And there is no set pattern, as said before. But you do need to drill it. And expertise comes about through consistent drill of this. Go over it again and again. Uh, if you have access to the original article from Mr. Hubbard, I invite you to read it in full. There's a lot more information about uh, the dissemination drill in the reference. There's examples there. But um, we're out of time, so that wraps it up for today. But uh, I promise you, you start using these four steps and you get better and better at them, your dissemination will go lickety-split and you will see prosperity and expansion in whatever you're involved in, whether it's your business or you're trying to invite participation in a volunteer group or you're trying to invite participation in your movement for bringing about a better world. Whatever your, the idea or information or truths are that you're attempting to disseminate, they will follow this, this formula. So don't neglect it. Practice it. Use it. Get others to use it. And... Um, have a great week. It's uh, Thank you for listening. Please send us your remarks, comments on this episode. Send us an email at info at Give us your uh, thumbs up on the likes or comments uh, that accompany the episode. I, we certainly enjoy reading them. It makes our day. So please don't hesitate to get into communication, to contact us, in fact. All right. So that's it for this week. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening.